right. Well, I'm sure glad uh, our songler was here today. I thought he was going to be out of town. And uh, I could lead singing. I have a beautiful voice. I just tear it up trying to get it out sometimes. But uh, it's, I've, I love preaching. I've preached over 50 years. And uh, I love to have an opportunity to share God's word with you. Can you hear me all right? Good. I, I'm about half deaf, so I can't. And it's hard for me to read my own lips, so I just have to hope that I'm getting out there and you can hear me. And uh, <clears throat> I want to talk to you today about the grace, the key to the Christian life. I don't know that I have a favorite subject. If I do, it probably would be the grace of God. Because I'm just amazed at what God's grace can do. God's grace is why we can even come to him and why he would we could have fellowship with him and talk to him and him lead us and have part in our life. When for the grace of God, I don't know what Christianity would be like without the grace of God. Uh, but we have to always keep in mind how important God's grace is. It's irreplaceable. Grace just didn't get us saved. Uh, the Bible says that we're to live by the grace of God day by day. Everything we do, everything that uh, way we try to glorify God, we do it by the grace of God. That's God's grace working in us to help us to bring glory to him. Amen? And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's not our glory. <clears throat> it's what glory we can bring to him. And uh, so grace is an enabling word. It, en it enables us. God's grace is what causes us to be able to function uh, halfway spiritually. And... Uh, to, to do anything to bring glory to God it's just by the grace of God in fact Paul said by the grace of God I am what I am whatever I am I'm, I'm it by the grace of God and uh, I, I'm just amazed through my life how God's grace has worked in my life and what it's done for me so I'm going to try to move through this I've got several scriptures to give you uh, the definition, best definition I've heard of the grace of God is grace is God giving me the desire and the power to do his will. That's what grace is all about. God gives me the desire. I would never have any kind of desire to serve God for it for the grace of God. That's what it's there for. And it also empowers me to do his will. Where's boasting then? Where is boasting? There's no boasting in the Christian life. God does it all. He gives us the desire, and he gives us the power to do it. He gives us the ability to do it. He gives us the want to. Amen? The want to. It causes us to want to love him and want to serve him and want to do all we can do. And then he empowers us to do that. So where is boasting? No place in boasting in that, is there? 
uh, it's all by the grace of God. And the more we realize that, I believe the more God works in our life through his grace to, uh, to do more in our life. When we start getting the big eyes and the little U's and we get uh, pride, you know, the center letter in the word pride is I. And the middle letter in the word sin is I. So that tells me that both of those aren't very good. Amen? Uh, so uh, grace is the key to the Christian life. Let's bow our heads before we begin. Father, bless us now. Uh, we need your grace. We need your Holy Spirit by grace to work in our lives and to speak to us today. We're probably not going to hear anything we haven't heard before, but if the, Lord, if the Spirit speaks to us, we may understand it a little bit better. We may be challenged a little bit better. But nothing is going to come out of this service unless the Holy Spirit, who we believe is present with us, according to your promise, and in us, uh, unless we allow him to speak to us, and we're willing to say yes to the Lord, speak to me, then nothing really good is going to come out of this. But we're trusting you that you will speak to us today through your word and through these feeble lips, and somehow uh, we would learn how important your grace is for our lives, for our everyday life, uh, for everything we do. We have to operate by the grace of God. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. So like I said, grace is God giving me the desire and the power, the ability to do his will. So we really don't have anything uh, that we really need other than that, right? We've got the power and we've got the ability to do whatever God wants us to do. Teach a Sunday school class. Be, be careful how you hold back on serving the Lord because you don't think you're able. God's not looking for able people. He's looking for people full of his grace. And grace makes you able. It makes you willing and able to do his will. So that's what you can start praying for. God, give me more grace. I know I ought to be doing this or I ought to be doing that. I don't really want to. He gives you the desire. I don't think I really can. He makes you able. That's what grace is. And that's what it does. So how does uh, the grace we need in, our li in the Christian life come to us? Uh, there's many ways that God deals in our life to give us more grace and we want to be careful not to block up any of these avenues in our life through ignorance or just not really paying attention. Uh, you know, God's always speaking to us. And a lot of times we don't hear him because we're just not listening. We don't have our spiritual ears on. Uh, if I were to ask every person individually here that's a Christian, has God ever spoken to you, you'd all say, yeah, because he has. And he speaks to us continually. But grace is what uh, uh, comes by, uh, it comes by a relationship with God, <clears throat> and uh, it gives us the desire and power to do his will. How can we do his will if we don't know what his will is? 
He's always telling us what is well. Every time you pick up this book, start reading. Every time you hear a message or a Sunday school lesson, uh, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you to tell you what his personal will is for your life. Amen? It's different for all of us. In many ways, it's a light. Uh, but grace is important because uh, uh, it's the center part of our relationship with God. We just can't have the relationship uh, that we ought to have with God without God's grace. So the better your relationship, the more grace, more desire and power uh, to do God's will you receive. It's kind of like that old saying, use it or lose it. Amen. Now, you'll never lose the grace of God altogether. But God's grace works more powerfully in those that are conscious of God's presence and him trying to work in you and through you through his grace, uh, through Him, his desire, his power in your life. I'm glad we don't have to do it. We just have to get out of the way and let God do it. Amen? By his grace. But he uses us in ways we never thought he could. By the grace of God. We never, we never see it coming. Every day we don't get up and we say, well, I wonder, uh, this is what I want to do for God today. Or we, we can just say, God, what is your grace work you want to do in me today? A lot of this work he does, he does in us to keep us going. And he does through us to bless others. And it's really important. Uh, so don't ever forget that little uh, definition. Grace is God giving me the desire and the power to do his will. Can you think of anything else? How many of you go to work on days you don't want to? Amen? Oh, you just don't. We call that character. When you do what you ought to do when you don't want to. And you don't feel like it. But I'm glad in God's economy, we've always got the want-tos by his grace. We don't have to ask ourselves, do I, do I really, really want to come to church today? The more of God's grace working in your life, it becomes a non-question. Amen? We just want to serve God. We want to please God. We want to read our Bible. We want to pray. We want to fellowship with other believers. Uh, the more God's grace is working in your life. Can you, are you beginning to see how important his grace is? It's not you. It's, uh, it's just allowing God. I forgot the illustration about uh, two little boys talking. And I'm trying to think how it goes while I'm talking to you, but... Oh, one little boy asked another little boy, what did you do to get saved? He thought a minute, and he said, I, I didn't do anything. I just did the letting, and God did the saving. Amen? And we got saved by the grace of God. And uh, it's that way the rest of our life. We just let God work in our life through grace as he chooses, as he feels like we're ready. Uh, we never feel uh, overburdened. We never feel uh, uh, unable because we, we do it through God's ability, through his power. We don't have to work up the desire. His grace gives us the desire.
And uh, so we just keep going. <clears throat> so the better our relationship, uh, the more grace that we just naturally have. Philippians uh, 2.13, For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Will, that's the desire. And to do, that's the power to do, the ability to do of his good pleasure. Christian life should be easy, shouldn't it? It, it, it shouldn't feel like just a, a challenge greater than we can meet. Because God meets us more than halfway, and he, through his grace, he gives us the desire and the power. For it's God that worketh in you both to will, be willing to do, and to do of his good pleasure. Uh, God wants to do that. He wants us to do everything uh, because we do it through his givenness, that will to do it, and the ability, the power to do it. And he just gets more and more glory. The more we live and walk in the grace of God, the more God is glorified. And the less uh, we really matter. Amen? Uh, and the better job gets done when we do everything through the grace of God. So the better our relationship with God is, the more grace we receive. Are you beginning to see where it all starts and what it's all about, where it all continues? Your sum total of your life and my life is our relationship with the Lord. And what he can do through that relationship to give us more grace, more desire, more power to do his will. Uh, it's not something we have to do. Christian life's not hard. It's like a little boy he said, I just let God. And he did it. And that's what the Christian life's all about. God working in you. So we need to uh, avoid being led away from grace by wicked men. There is all kinds of religions today that uh, lead people away from the grace of God. They're all a big do-it-yourself type of Christianity. How many of you ever heard of a do-it-yourself man? Uh, I'm a do-it-yourself man myself. Really, I, anytime my wife asks me to do something, I say, do it yourself. And then uh, I wake up with one eye black or the other. But uh, uh, <clears throat> we... Uh, Wicked men wants to make you think that there's more to it. The Christian life depends on you. That you've got to do this and you've got to do that. God never tells you that. God just works in your heart. And before you know it, you want to do more. He may start off by getting you to want to carry some church tracks with you wherever you go. And maybe one day the opportunity will come and the person you're talking to is not busy and you're not busy and you say, let me just read you this track. And you read them the track and they seem interested. And then maybe by the grace of God you say, you know, there's a little prayer here. I believe if 
you would pray this prayer and mean it with all your heart. The Lord has saved you today. How about you? you believe that? And you can pray with them and then receive Christ. Oh, preacher, I've heard about that, you know, doing that. I, I don't think I could ever do that. You could by the grace of God. Because it's grace, God's working in you to make you want to and enable you and empower you to do what you ought to do. And it's easy when God does his work in you and through you by his grace. Uh, so we don't let wicked men lead us away from grace. Uh, we always keep primary in our minds and our hearts the importance of God's grace. And uh, you know our rewards in heaven? Are they going to be for what we did? They're going to be for what we did by the grace of God. What God was able to do in us and through us by his grace. Well, that shoots down a lot of Half, the, half of the excuses, at least, in Christianity. Amen? Uh, well, I would do this, but we got a lot of billy goat Christians. They butt around a lot. Amen? I would do that, but I'm just not cut out that way. I'm just not able. I'm just not, I don't have the gift of gab. My dad told me after I started to preach, he said, I knew that you'd be a preacher You've always had the gift to gab. Uh, but I don't see myself as having that. But uh, if I do, it is a gift. And you can get the gift to gab. You know, everybody that... I heard two ladies in church I pastored in Texas for ladies uh, soul winning. They would pair themselves up uh, by an experienced soul winner and one, a silent partner. You know what I'm talking about? The silent partner doesn't have to say anything. They just go along and learn. And uh, <clears throat> the two ladies were going out to the car, and, and one said, you know, I, I, I don't talk. The other one said, you don't? I don't talk either. What are we going to do? They said, let's just go down here to the restaurant and get a cup of coffee and talk. Amen. Everybody talks. But God has to do that in you. We all talk. Do anybody here not talk? No, not non-talkers, is there? But you can talk about the things that matter and what's vital and what's important for eternity. Just as easy as you can talk about the weather. Or talk about anything else. Especially because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. The unction of the Spirit. The Spirit gives you the desire to walk. Now you can clam up and refuse. Or you can just let go. And let God speak through you. And he can. He's able. I want to encourage you. Start out just giving somebody a track. Say, here, read this. A lot of good stuff in here. Amen. <coughs> I remember I was a teenager when I started going out. And I got the first door I was supposed to speak at. And I had an, 
big brother with me. And uh, it's my turn, so a guy came to the door and I said, Here, read this. <laughs> the guy looked at me and said, Okay. And I said, We'll invite you to church. And we went on. And the guy told me, So you can be a little kinder about it. Amen. <laughs> Don't scare the guy to death, you know. Uh, but if that's all you could say, God can take that. And God can use You know, we have a big, powerful God. If you just have the grace, I, I dare you, I challenge everybody here, just carry a few little tracks with you. And say, here, read this. At your convenience, read it. They may take it and say, okay, what's it about? I'm not very religious. I don't understand the Bible very much. Can you tell me what this is about? Well, you got an open door, amen? They're asking you to tell them. This isn't about witnessing and soul winning. It's about grace. But that's one area that we need more help in. And more desire and more power than anything else, isn't it? Because Christians look at that as the hardest thing to do. Uh, so we need to allow your, our relationship with Jesus to stabilize in your grace. First, uh, John chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, and of his for fullness have we all received in grace for grace and have uh, or grace to have more grace for the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ so the more grace uh, you can receive from Jesus uh, the more gracious you can become and the more grace you want that's what we need to live the Christian life is grace. You can do it just by habit. It's church night. That's our habit. That's what we do. Or we can say, God, can you just give me the grace to go to church and to get more out of it and understand it more? And by the way, Lord, can you give me the grace for it to Move my heart. You know, I can tell when God is moving my heart. My eyes get watery. Amen. There's something connected there. Not for everyone, I guess. But for me, that's the way it is. That's what God wants to do in every Christian's life. He wants to move our heart. And then he can move our legs and our feet and our mind and our will to action. We don't have to be shamed into anything. We don't have to be put on a guilt trip. Don't you just love guilt trips? huh? That, that's the old-fashioned way of preaching. Years ago, I remember preachers get up and preach hard, and, and you'd feel you walk to the door to come in, but there's a little crack under the door. You felt like you could walk under that crack walking out because you felt so low. Ever felt that way? Oh, that, that, I'm talking about years ago. That's old-fashioned now, you know. Uh, but God still speaks to you. 
if you'll listen, if you'll desire and say, God, before I come to church, I want you to know, I want you to speak to my heart. There's something I need personally for you to speak to me. I want to know your personal will for me right now. I, I'm not pastoring. First time in 50 years. I'm not pastoring. Uh, sometimes I don't know what to do with myself. But I know God still wants me to use me. I still want to encourage. I want to be an example for you. I want to teach you through my example how to love the Lord more. Do you love the Lord more today than you did yesterday? Or this week than you did last week? Or this year than you did last year? Is your love for the Lord growing or is it just stymied? So easy to do with, with even with your spouse. You all love them more today than you did when you got married. Love is meant to grow. And grace is what does that. Uh, it keeps your, your love growing. Um, so we need to live like we are chosen by God. Second uh, Thessalonians 2.13 says, But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of truth. You know you're chosen of God? If you're a Christian, you're chosen of God. That's important to know. And every day of your life, realize God is not through with you. I don't feel like God's through with me. God has chosen you for life. You're in for life. Amen? I, I, I'd love it if the last day of my life I was able to lead someone to Christ. Or is able to just give an encouraging word to a Christian that had lost hope or needed some encouragement. God's not through with you. And he won't be through till he comes or till you go to him. It's, you're in for life. Amen. That's why I feel about it. Uh, I'm not going to rust... Uh, I'm not going to rust out. I want to burn out for the Lord. I always want to be busy. But God's grace is what enables us to really be able to continually work on our sanctification. Are you as good a Christian you're ever going to be? How many here are going to? You're the best Christian you're ever going to be. I don't see any hands. And, you saw mine, but I wasn't saying I'm the best Christian. I'm just saying we're none of us the best Christian. And we won't ever be. But we ought to want to be. Uh, so God's chosen us for salvation, but for sanctification too. It's a continual process. We ought to be a better Christian today than we were last week or last month or last year. We'll be able to look at our life and say, you know, I think God's 
changing me somehow. I think I've got a little bit more joy than I've had in the past. I think my heart is more easily moved than it's been moved in the past. I, I think that God's not through with me, that is something he wants me to do and something he's going to show me that I can be a blessing to Christ and his church. I believe there's something. I don't know what it is. That's grace at work in your life, showing you that God's not through with you. He's, he wants to use you. Every time you approach a, a new person, God is, wants to use you. Who's going to speak to them? An atheist never wins another atheist to the Lord. Amen? It's up to us. And God gives us, by grace, the desire and the power, the ability to do that. We need to live like, like God has the final say-so on your life. We should live life like God's, God has the final say-so in everything you do, every place you go, uh, every goal you have. God should have the final say-so. And we can only do that by God's grace. Uh, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 15.10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which he bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I... But the grace of God, which was with me. What does God want to do? He just wants you to let him give you the grace that will give you the desire and the ability to do more for him. Amen. Let him allow, make grace your greatest motivation in life. They say when a person comes to the end of their life, they, they kind of lose all motivation. They just, there's nothing that they want to do. It's like they've just given up on even living. We never should be there as Christians. Every day of our life, we ought to invite God to, by his grace, motivate us to live another day, to be a blessing to another person, to be an encouragement, to give out a track, to love the unlovable. You know, there's so many people, if you were to ask them, who do you have that loves you? You'd be surprised how some people could say, I really don't know. My mom and dad's dead. I, I really don't know anybody that loves me. That's sad, isn't it? God wants us to love the unlovable. Can you love a perfect stranger? Jesus did. But every place he went, his love went out to people. Amen? Well, I'm not Jesus. You got him in you. Amen? 
And uh, he can give you, by grace, that desire just to love people. Start out looking for people that he wants you to love, really care about, really take an interest in. I want to tell you what, God could explode this church if we just let God's grace work in our life. It doesn't take gimmicks. It doesn't take programs. It just takes the grace of God working in our life and really caring about other people and loving people and allowing God to love others through us. When he gives us that grace, it's never in vain. It's always fruitful. It always works out for good and for God's glory and for our good when we allow God's grace to work. When you get the desire to please God, the power is coming not far behind. Let him start out just giving you by his grace the desire to please God in any way he wants us to. And the ability will come because that's part of grace. The desire and the power. The ability. You know what people don't do more? They don't feel like they're able. Uh, my life's so full. I'm so busy. I've, I've got so many things. You know, we walk right past so many people that need an encouragement word every day. If it's in the grocery store, if it's a neighbor, people all around us are just dying for someone to even notice them and to say a kind word to them and to care about them. Why don't we do it more? There's an absence of grace. More grace we see the more we will see people as people as needy of a Savior, as needy of God's love. They don't be, won't be just another person, but it's the God's grace has to work in us to, to allow us to see that, open our eyes. Remember the guy that Jesus healed? The blind man? And... Uh, you ask him first, do you see? And he said, I, I see men as trees walking. And he anointed his eyes again, and he said, I see all men clearly. Some people call that the second blessing. We need God's grace to be able to see through the eyes of God all that he sees. See into the hearts of men to see the need of people, the broken hearts, the wounded spirits. They're all around you. They, they pass us by every day. And we see them as trees walking.
But the Spirit of God can cause us to see all things clearly if we'll allow Him to work in us through His grace. And then when you get the desire and the power to please God, or when you, I should say when you get the desire to please God, the power is not far behind because that makes up all of grace. The desire and the power. It's, it's a joint package. Sometimes it feels like the, the desire comes and it scares us to death. What's God doing in me? Why am I feeling this way? But just wait. God also empowers those that he gives the desire to. A lot of us aren't real outgoing. But you'd be surprised, you'd be surprised what the Holy Spirit can do. He can take the uh, shyness away from us. We can talk about everything with our neighbors except spiritual things. I don't want to offend them. You know, or whatever excuse we, we give. We just need a little more grace. And we'll start getting this desire bubbling up within us to be a, to speak up for Jesus. To let the Holy Spirit speak through us to other people. We're not going to do any of it without God's grace. Amen? We just need His grace. So we need to guard our life from things that will rob us of God's grace. What will rob us of God's grace? Well, pride. Well, I, I am what I am, and God's got to be satisfied with what I am. That's just not me to do this, that, or the other. You know, God is our Lord and Savior. He owns us. We're bought with a price. We belong to him. And he deserves to have us serve him. But he gives us the power and the desire to do that if we'll let him. Amen. Are y'all with me tonight? Am I making any sense? So we have to guard our life of what will rob us of God's grace. Pride, selfishness, self-will, independence from God. Wait a minute, a Christian? Independent from God? Oh, every day you can see one. Where do you see them at? Well, you can start off looking in the mirror. Isn't it easy to live our life independent of God? Well, I went to church... Now I'm going home, and I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. I know what the preacher said, but I'm busy. I've got a life. Yeah, a life that you owe to God because he saved you, and he wants to use you. Uh, but our pride keeps us it's nothing, I don't think, 
that, that hinders the grace of God from working in us, like pride. What is pride? Pride is just saying, by the way, what is the middle letter in the word pride? I. By the way, the middle letter in the word sin is I, too. Pride is our biggest enemy and our biggest uh, hindrance from pleasing God or ever wanting to please God. Pride. But I, I, I just don't think I can do that. I don't think I want to do that. I, I, I just want to live my life and leave other people alone and then leave me alone. But it's pride, selfishness, self-will, independence from God and his church, persistent sin. All these things rob us from having the grace of God that we need. Self-sufficiency, prayerlessness, a lack of filling your need for God. Isn't it sad that we as Christians can come to the place where we know something isn't right. We know that our life ought to be going further and doing more. And that God wants to work in us and through us. But sometimes we just put it on the back shelf. In fact, most of the time. We get busy. We get out of our get it out of our mind and we go our ways and uh, we say, well, that all sounds good, but that's just not for me. I'm just not made up that way to do everything by God's grace. Yeah, you are. God made you. He made us all the same way. He, all, he gave us the same desire. You just have to cultivate it a little bit and allow God's grace to work in your life. The greatest need of Christianity today is the grace of God working more and more in our life, every day of our life. We've got to get hungry for God's grace. We've got to fill the empty spot that the grace of God or the lack of the grace of God has left in our life. We, we need to feel how foolish it is to try to live and do anything apart from the grace of God. Is it for everybody? It's for every Christian. Somebody gets saved, it's for them too. Amen? And it's all freely given. And the happiest, most fulfilled Christians in this world are those that understand the importance of God's grace working in their life every day. Giving God the freedom for what he personally wants to do in our life. That's the greatest need. More than talent, more than Bible knowledge, 
more than money we can give to the church, more than personality, more than Bible knowledge, more than anything. Because if we have all these things, then we don't have the grace of God to work in our life to use those things. They don't really matter much, do they? We need God's grace. Don't be afraid of it. Because you will enjoy life and serving God more than you ever had before. How long does God give his grace for? Well, number one, until we start ignoring it and not using it. But other than that, he gives us grace for life. That's why I plan on loving the Lord and serving the Lord and loving people my whole life if I do it by the grace of God. And you can too. Let's bow our heads, please. Our dear Father, I thank you for your word. Your word has so much to say about grace. Grace is just a word we use to describe the way that you're trying to work in every believer. And uh, it seems a little scary at first. Most people like to have control of their own life and their own thoughts and their own actions. They like to feel like it's their own idea. But yet the more we invite your grace to do what it's supposed to do in our life, every day we ought to pray for more grace. For whatever we need. If it scares us, if we're afraid of it, It's because we need more grace. If we rebel against it, if we say, that's not me, that'll never happen. It's just because we need more grace. Because that's the only place the right desires come from. And the ability to fulfill those desires. And Lord, I thank you that it's available to us. And every Christian ought to take this seriously and say... I want God's grace to rule and reign in my life. I want God's grace to make me and empower me to be what I ought to be for Him so I can touch so many lives, one life at a time. So I can be a blessing to so many people, even Christians, by Your grace. Lord, thank you, it's available. Now, Lord, just give us today grace to have more grace. Let's just start out asking you for the desire to have more desire to serve you however you want to. That we can bring honor and glory to you for life. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Well, God bless you. You're dismissed.